0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Yukiki Cast, Episode Six—the special Christmas edition of Yukiki Cast. How are you all doing? I am your host, as always, One Ted Fifty Nine. Today, we have a pretty special guest on our stream. Our guest, Tyler Caney, also known as Tyler Keen, Tyler Carnivorous. How are you doing, Tyler? <laughs> I'm good, Ted. How are you? I'm doing swell. It is currently the twentieth of December. We're recording this for the special Christmas episode. So, Tyler, I know you well. Everybody in the super echelon of the SM64 ABC attacking community knows you well, but for people who aren't as knowledgeable behind the scenes and into the big land of SM64 memes, who are you and what do you do?
1: Well, that's a great question. Um, I guess I would kind of describe myself as like a uh, a task enabler. Um, there you go. I like my goal has always kind of been um, for other people to do the hard work <laughs> and I get to do the fun stuff from my perspective.
0: Yeah. Quote unquote uh, fun. It's just
1: whatever kind of it, if I want to see a certain thing happen, but it isn't possible yet. I try to figure out kind of what sort of what we need to do to make it happen. And so that may be anything from like glitch hunting to like more sp- specific things, um, looking into the kind of numbers of how to get a certain strat working and then sometimes i i I moonlight as a task for myself if i feel that i'm up to the task or it doesn't seem like other people are interested in making it happen
0: up to the task you could say
1: yeah so i I just kind of try to do what needs to be done there you go so but i prefer to work kind of like more I prefer to empower other people to do the tasking.
0: That way, they have to do the hard work, and you can just sit back and watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they get uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess
0: I I completely understand. Uh, I've been of all the task competitions I've entered, uh, it was with a partner, and I sh- found the strats, and they did all the work. Um, yeah, nice. What'd you say? The win-win for everyone. Exactly, I know, and I get the ninth place too. It's perfect. Yep. <laughs> So, Genius. how did you first get into Super Mario sixty four?
1: Well, uh, and I it feels weird saying this, but I I think I'm like one of the older people in the community. Like I was actually around yeah. for like the actual life cycle of SM sixty four. Huh. I feel like a lot of people in the community maybe weren't. They were maybe. Kind of born in the early 2000s, maybe, but mm-hmm. uh, like I was born in the early 90s, and um, so I didn't have a Nintendo 64 for a while. But hmm. um, like I was a pretty healthy kid, but yeah, I would like occasionally get like these ear infections and have to just like go into the hospital like as a precaution. Ouch! And they would give me in they would let me use the N64 that they had, and they had Super Mario 64. That was my first exposure to it, was playing it in the hospital. You know, like, super sick.
0: Yeah, but, literally.
1: You know, like, when you're a kid and you're, you're not feeling well, something like that really just, like, lifts your spirits. And I was just, like, I was so captivated by the game. And it was just, like, there wasn't anything else like it at the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you think of the previous generation of consoles. Not that I had that as, a, like, a four-year-old or whatever, but... Um, <laughs> It was just mind-blowing. And the if you weren't around for it at the time, the hype around that game was just incredible.
0: You know, oh, people yeah. talking
1: about it on the playground and stuff. Um, so, like, it, it just really captured my imagination as a kid. And then, so, I, like, I, I begged for the game as, like, a Christmas present. Eventually, I got it. And nice. it was just my favorite game and kind of always has been. Um, nice. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's... I, I didn't expect a hospital. You know that seems. Yeah. A little-
1: <laughs> oh, oh, the other thing too is that I was I was so bad at it. Like when I was playing in there, I couldn't. I remember trying to beat Peach's Slide and I couldn't do it. Like I was just game over after game over after
0: game over. You don't even lose lives in there. How do you do that? I know.
1: <laughs> well, like I would I would go back and forth between that and Bob on Battlefield. Ah,
0: I gotcha. It's-
1: like I couldn't I couldn't beat King Bob, I couldn't beat PSS. <laughs> I was terrible at it, and yet it's still I thought it was awesome.
0: Oh yeah, just because it's so much fun, even when you're not actually doing anything.
1: Yeah. Just messing around with like the, the physics and it's just like so fluid.
0: I don't know about you, but I think it's a pretty good game. Pretty good. It
1: really is. And I, I don't understand why like newer games haven't like i mean I've, you know sunshine was awesome galaxy is awesome i haven't played odyssey yet but like they they don't have the same kind of diversity in the sort of physics that mario 64 had yeah which was, you was know, 24 years old and i don't understand why that hasn't been replicated
0: my uh, theory i think is because there was like You couldn't do a lot with like the actual gameplay because it was 3D, yeah, but I don't think they were pretty like, they were like, okay, there's one thing we're really good at, which is like the movement and stuff. So why don't we just focus really hard on that and then (laughs) just have the levels, you know, come as a result of that? And that worked really well. And I don't know if that's really there as much with some of the other games, like in Galaxy. There's a lot of levels which aren't really movement based, but are more gimmick based, et cetera. And you don't really right. have a lot that's of that in SM64. A great point. Huh.
1: That's an excellent point. I you think you're onto something there.
0: Let's go. I, I said something cool. Oh, that's the first. <laughs> yeah, we're on a roll here. Let's go. That was the first question. I'm already said something cool. Nice.
1: I think you're right. There's
0: something to it. Nice. So on to the next question. So that's how you got into SM64 originally, but yeah. there has to be some kind of leap here. How did you get into the, how did you find out about the SM64 tassing scene?
1: Um, I got into it late. Um, well, obviously.
0: Well, you but... got into it earlier than me. Don't, don't cut yourself short here.
1: Yeah. So when I say late, I mean like, uh, so there was the, you know, like kind of the, original sort of like heyday era mm-hmm. um, of sm64 casting. that was yeah the
2: golden you know,
0: age
1: right like so you had 120 and then there was like uh you know all the single stars that kind of preceded it so i missed out on that completely i wasn't even aware of it it was um it i guess i could say it was the youtube algorithm i i want to say the first i don't quite remember the first task that i saw I, I don't think it was a Mario 64. It was probably Super Mario Brothers or something.
0: Makes sense. But
1: I it was some other TAS and then the one SM sixty four one twenty, I think, showed up in the like suggested videos after I watched that. And I think I saw it Yeah, so it was twenty it was twenty twelve when, yeah. when one twenty came out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would've been I was in college. Um I remember watching in college and watching it with my friends and we just thought it was the coolest thing ever. I mean it was like because I mentioned how SM64 kind of just captivated my imagination oh, when yeah. I was younger. Obviously as you get older, you lose that because you you when you when you're a kid and I think even in general, when you're looking at something that you don't understand your mind kind of estimates like the complexity of it. Mm-hmm. Like when you're looking at maybe a math problem and you're not familiar with it and you look at the symbols and you kind of estimate, you know, roughly how many different things the symbols could mean. Yeah. And then you, you your mind sort of makes a very vague estimate of, of the complexity of the thing based on that. And it's usually way larger than the actual. Oh yeah. Complexity of, the thing. you know, when you, when you, when you, don't understand calculus and then you come to understand it it seems so much simpler in retrospect
0: yeah I definitely understand that example
1: um like <laughs> with mario 64 you know you get older or any game
0: yeah yeah i i gotcha you. i was making a joke at how i am not bad at calculus um <laughs>
1: <laughs> well uh y- you come to understand that's only there's only so much complexity that can have mm-hmm. and Your imagination isn't as convincing, I guess, because you know that certain things aren't possible.
0: You're more rooted.
1: Right. But like so that kind of happened with me, but then when I saw 120, it was like the the feeling came back and uh it just like it got me going again and it got my imagination going in a way that like I didn't think was possible. Hmm. And after watching 120. I just I wanted more task content. I was like, okay, what else is there? There's got to be other stuff. Like, yeah, I want to see like everything that there is with this game. And I came across like at a certain point there was the um, 100 lives task, and
0: um, oh, I love that task.
1: Yeah, it's it's super cool. And um, you know, we've got all the free runs and everything. Um, and so then at a certain point. Um I, I saw the the 20 star ABC task.
0: Oh yeah, and, the really old one? Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah. And I thought that was just like the that, that was amazing. And I wanted to see more and we can get into this later, but um and, and then I kind of um I came across Panin's videos and uh is it do you want to know about how I like started becoming involved in it or just sure. how I became aware sure. of it? Um So, yeah, with. uh, I. Like a lot of people, I binge watched all of Panin's
0: videos. Same.
1: And then um, I kind of became fixated on the. um, The Hazy Maze Cave. um, A press, like getting into Hazy Maze Cave. And for some reason, I just thought that that was like. It just seemed to me that that was something that should be possible. And so I thought, well, why don't I give it a try myself and see if there's anything I can do? And that ended up working out. And so I, I kind of got sucked into the community through that.
0: Once you find one, you know, you, you can't stop.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, because that was, that was your first one. You've saved a couple uh, A-presses in the meantime. We'll get into that in a little bit. But sure, sure. I want to start off with um, you mentioned that you were kind of newer than a lot of people uh, earlier. But in terms of huh? the tasking scene, you've been there a little bit longer than a lot of people that have joined mostly in the Discord era. You were actually the first person that I've interviewed, aside from the legendary Dom Dunk, obviously, to have joined the SM64 tasking scene like earlier than I did. Uh you were in the Facebook group chat before me. I think you actually right. invited me in there. Um you're one of the rare few yeah. to actually start up in the Facebook group. So what was that era the, like?
1: The Facebook group chat. So yeah, so I mentioned how I, I missed out. Uh, I um the I missed out on the um the the golden age of, of tasking as you called it. Yeah. So we had this um so when I when I started getting involved in the, the A button challenge Pannon had a Facebook group that he had started because we've been talking through YouTube DMs. Oh,
0: God. Those are awful.
1: I don't even think they exist anymore. Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't think they do.
1: But um, Pannon started a Facebook group with Plush and uh, Ghani D. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing Gani D's name correctly.
0: I think that's uh, close enough.
1: Apologies if I'm not. But um, it was just those three. And then I got invited to that. And then we just started kind of adding more people. But it was like... It was weird because it was clear that the era from... Like, what had happened in 120, Mm -hmm. that era was, like, over. And we weren't going to be able to recapture that. But as we started developing we get more things like more, um, more a press saves and um,
0: bigger techniques.
1: Yeah. And, and sort of um, the initial like decompilation efforts, which we can talk more about later, probably mm-hmm. um, it became clear that like, you know, we had something different going on and it was also cool. It wasn't what they had before, but yeah, it, it was something like new and it was, something exciting and there was a lot of energy in that group chat and a lot of like creative energy and it was just it was so much fun to be a part of it felt like a like a renaissance
0: yeah
1: of sm64 casting. there were a lot of memes uh, in there too yeah there were <laughs> and uh it's it, it something i i treasure a lot it was great to be a part of that um It also it it could get a little uh, like volatile at times. Yeah, it definitely could. (laughs) Uh, Like the the current you know what we have with the Discord is very like it's very stable. Yeah, and I don't know that people appreciate that. It's not by (laughs) accident that it's that way. You know.
0: Yeah, I kind of designed that a little bit. Yeah,
1: and I, I was I'm wondering if you could you know maybe. Share a little bit about that, because uh, I'll go into it a little bit.
0: You know, be a little cagey with some of that information. But sure, sure. Basically, yeah. it was just a couple of squabbles between a couple of different people, and you know, some people were immature, including myself. Um, and so <laughs> basically, once you just have that repeatedly, people start getting annoyed with each other. People start kicking each other out, and it's not productive. Exactly, it's not productive. So starting off the Discord and making it like, hey, this is way more not, don't attack each other for stupid things. That made it a lot uh, nicer, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's so much nicer. And it's like, you know, sometimes I've seen people complain about not being able to like express themselves fully or whatever. But it's like, it's it's not worth the the trade off at all. Like what yeah. we have now is so awesome, and. It's just it. If you haven't experienced it the other way, like it's just you you might not see it. But it's it's so much clearer that clearer that this is this way is better.
0: Yeah. So that group chat is where you discovered probably I would have I would say your biggest discovery in SM64 to date, which is a little thing called parallel universes. So. I want you to walk me through the process of how you would find and exploit a glitch like that, especially before decomp.
1: Uh yeah. Um. So it was before decomp,
0: like the full decomp project, right?
1: Right. But the thing is, I had my own, like, sort of um, my own kind of decomp uh, that I had started. <sighs> I want to say it was late 2014, but maybe it was early 2015. Hmm. Um, but it wasn't like uh, it wasn't anything that you could compile and build um, and like run anything. Yeah, you could. Um, but it, it was just solely for the purpose of understanding um, the game better. Mm-hmm. And so it was basically just I would, uh, I would I would read through the assembly and just write things in, in like pseudo C. <laughs> um but uh yeah so that was how i was able to kind of discover a lot of things initially because nobody else was really doing that at the time um i i know bad boot and peter FedEx kind of independently had their own mm-hmm. um the don't efforts that were the same sort of thing like you couldn't build anything but it was you know
0: for documentation yeah
1: documentation yeah um But yeah, so I had, um, I had one of the first things I did was I went through like the just basic movement and like collision functions, Mm -hmm. uh, and like the, uh, the quarter step, uh, movement functions. And so there was a certain bit of code in there that had come to our attention after the discovery of misalignments, which was the, it basically where, um, Mario's floor and ceiling collision code, it converts his position from a float to an integer. Mm -hmm. And that sort of like difference um, in the values is what... Because it doesn't do that for the wall collision. So you you have a a slightly different position that's being tested for the floor collision and the wall collision. Mm -hmm. And that leads to the misalignment glitch.
0: Oh, that's what Um, leads to that?
1: Huh. Yeah. So there was that bit of code that like we had noticed or that I had noticed. Um, but there's another consequence to that float to integer conversion, which escaped my attention at the time. And for like a while, several months. And then I was just kind of like going over it again. Cause I just like periodically go over stuff mm-hmm. to see if I've like, missed anything. And I looked at this code and I was like, wait a second, this is converting it to a, the float to a, uh, two byte or a 16 bit integer. Mm-hmm. So what happens if Mario's position is a value that's larger than 16 bits? Shouldn't there be some kind of like overflow? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Okay. So what would happen if there was an overflow? Like what, what happens if you, you shift Mario's position, like exactly two to the 16th units in one direction? Won't he just be like chilling? Yeah, at the same spot. Won't won't there be a floor underneath him? So, I think I had this thought like late at night. So I didn't test until the next day. That's how. That's what I remember. And I tested it, and obviously it, it was like I thought it was. Huh. Um, but then. I didn't immediately make the connection that it was the same thing. Because the the glitch itself had been done before.
0: Yeah. With especially at the BLJs and like Big Boo's Haunt or Casey right, Maze right. Cave.
1: And it's been it'd been done many times. And but like people didn't really know what it was. I had done it too. Mm-hmm. But I think the general consensus at the time was that it was like
0: an emulator bug? Because it an crashed on console. Because
1: it only happened on emulator. It crashed on console, so people didn't like think it was that important. Because if it was an emulator bug, you know that's not legitimate. So yeah. there's no reason to really look into it too much. Um. So I didn't. I didn't immediately make the connection that that's what it was. But it wasn't long after that I. I don't remember even if it was myself that made the connection or like.
0: I think it was you.
1: Because I shared it with the group pretty quickly. I, I did, my memory is kind of fuzzy about this, but. It's all right. Someone I... realized that at least. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I originally wanted to call it the Netherworld. And then <laughs> I think it was plush. It was like, yeah. you know, these are kind of like parallel universes. And it was like, oh, that's exact, that's the perfect name because they're. You know, they're in parallel
0: and yeah, the universe
1: is exactly
0: similar, so shout-outs to plush.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so from those that parallel universe discovery is where the genesis of a new task was being made, kind of similar to the old one twenty uh task from twenty twelve. That is the one key task. So how did that <laughs> Start going because you were without well, that discovery that just wouldn't have happened at all, right? Um, so
1: uh, it was, it did not take very long. There were between that discovery and the start of One Key, there was not a long period of time, I guess, depending on what you consider the start to be. But mm-hmm. I almost immediately, once I realized what this glitch was, I almost immediately made the connection that it would be useful for getting into the for doing the motor skip yeah because uh, i had i had never tried to like actually solve the motor skip but i just kind of like i try to um kind of familiarize myself with different like
0: yeah theorize about it
1: like, yeah well like different problems we're trying to solve and so i had taken the time to understand what the issue was with motor skip which is that you know we have that one frame window where we can open the door but um we just can't
0: um, walk into the door in on that one frame. We can't
1: walk in the door. Like there's there's too much distance vertically, and there isn't a space that's close enough. So we need a way to get lower, so that we can just go into it horizontally. And if we find a way to do that, we'll be we'll be golden. Hmm. And so I saw this, and I realized that wa- as soon as I realized that water was not in the parallel universes i was like oh this is it huh. um but then there was the whole problem where it, it crashes on console so that was a uh, that was like the biggest issue at first yeah and i remember i remember plush was really skeptical about it he was like, there's no way this is going to be, this is going to work. Like, but I just felt that it, like it was something that should be possible.
2: <laughs> so
1: I wanted to put effort into trying to make it happen. And so like what, so most people probably know, you know, the, they're familiar with the fixed camera strategy, yeah. right? Yeah. Where you, you hold the, the R button Camera stays in the like the real map, mm-hmm. and the game doesn't crash when you go into a parallel universe. But uh, I actually got the idea for trying that from a different game. Huh? On the N sixty four, um, Super Smash Brothers sixty
0: four. Ah,
1: yeah, um, because I played that a lot in college with my friends, and there's a glitch in that game where if you play as Mario or Luigi
0: and roll against the and pipe you,
1: and you, yeah, you roll against the pipe, you your depth coordinate will either increase or decrease depending on which way you're rolling. Hmm. So I think if you roll to the left against the, a wall or a pipe um, you'll move into the screen. So you'll move like farther away. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay what happens if I just keep doing this and so it's so obviously the the character sprite gets smaller and smaller mm-hmm. not sprite, but they're they're you know
0: they get fur, further and further away
1: right right so i was like okay what happens if it gets so small that it's just like less than a pixel will there be some kind of like divide by zero error and will the game crash like i just wanted to see what would happen so i remember just like rolling into the wall for like 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and then the game crashed nice so I was like, oh, there, there's my, my my theory was correct. Huh. Um, so I remembered that. And I was like, you know, with this parallel universe stuff, Mario's moving really far away from the camera. I bet the problem is that he, he's too small. And so then it's, it's the same issue where the game is trying to render Mario. Oh, huh. And it's causing a I never crash. considered that. So I thought to try the fixed camera because maybe it would... Um, if you got it so that there was like a wall or something in between Mario and the camera, it wouldn't render Mario. And so the game wouldn't crash. So like, and we tried it and it worked and it was like unbelievable, but like my reasoning was
0: wrong. Oh yeah. That's completely not, that's not how that works yeah, at all. that's yeah, not
1: what happens <laughs> the, the, for people who don't know. It's the, um, what happens is the camera tries to follow Mario and it gets too far away from the stage. And it, it's the stage that, rendering the stage when it's too far away that crashes and it's hmm. it's not any sort of divide by zero error it's an overflow um and it's something that like it, it if they had done it differently it could have been prevented I think but um and the game doesn't even render Mario when he's like, he's too far objects when they're more than 20,000 units away I don't think I think they, the game doesn't even try to render them
0: so
1: yeah. I'm totally off base about the like details of why the fixed camera worked, but but it worked anyway. My about it was right, so yeah, it worked out.
0: Well, we take those. Um,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> take take the win. Um. So yeah, to to answer the question, once we once I had kind of gotten the fixed camera thing figured out, it was like it was just a question of, you know, can we get the can we get Mario um
0: with all that speed to the door
1: right uh and i don't quite remember the order of how things played out but at a certain point because there's the there's the whole thing with vanish cap right yeah where you can conserve the speed from mm. vanish cap into castle grounds very conveniently I was aware like... of that.
0: what's that very convenient because like if that didn't spawn you like underwater we just wouldn't have the ability yeah, to do that just,
1: the, the run wouldn't exist yeah and it's really ironic because i had i was aware of that glitch i had sort of i didn't discover it it was already like known but i had <laughs> uh, i had noticed it um i don't know a few months prior to all this going down and i remember thinking like specifically like this is really cool but there's no possible ways to be useful for any, in any like like <laughs> scenario. <laughs> and then it, of course it ends up becoming like the, the centerpiece of
0: the skipping Bowser center. one. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Uh, pretty ironic, but so we knew about that. And then it was the question of like, can we get into vanish cap quickly and can we get out with the speed and restore it quickly enough to actually save time? Um, And that was what most of the one key, like, development was focused around. Mm -hmm. It was just, like, making those strats possible at all.
0: Yeah. I think, I don't know if this is right, but wasn't, like, the PU movement to get into the moat door, like, wasn't the moat door entered successfully before we actually got into Vanish Cap? Um... Yes, that's correct. That's correct. So, like, we yeah. did the moat door skip, but then we couldn't get into Vanish Cap for the longest right. time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would, you look at the current run, and it seems like it's so easy to get into Vanish Cap. Yeah,
0: there's BLJ, easy peasy.
1: Yeah, but that BLJ is more complicated than it looks like. I mean, it's not really if you know what's going on, but mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't understand things as well back then. I and I didn't. I probably understood the collision code better than anybody. I think and you like still the, might they, understand
0: the collision code better
1: than anybody. <laughs> but like the inner kind of like mechanics of the BLJ, I guess I understood really well, but I didn't understand it as well as we do now. Yeah. And like the that BLJ from the lake to get into Vanish Cap, it um, like the key there. Even with the pause buffering, you don't get enough speed once you get to the spot where you have to jump. Hmm. And so, and I mean, uh, Bismuth explains this in his video, but like... The, the I'll, I'll mention that, that. don't worry. <laughs> the key is that you have enough speed to, once you BLJ again, uh, or once you do another, another long jump, once you reach the spot where you have to jump, like your core mm-hmm. step is inside the bridge. And because there's a ceiling, you don't move anywhere. And I didn't realize that was like a mechanic until we had actually figured out another way to get in. The zigzag strat. strat. Right. Which I spent so much time on.
0: That's actually Um, such a cool strat. I'm actually so sad that it's not the fast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I am too. It was really something. But that's how it goes.
0: Yeah, it is faster, so.
1: Yeah. About, I think it's about a four second time difference
0: mm-hmm. from the
1: older Zigzag strat.
0: I can't go find that video. I gotta ask Stick to link that in the description or something.
1: Yeah, it's like, I think MK Dasher uploaded yep. it at some point. Yep. But I think there was actually a faster one that I have huh. on my old laptop. And it's named like, oh, like Zigzag Attempt, like three point. 12.37, and there's and then it goes up to like 70. So, I wow. the odds of me ever like finding it again are kind of small, and it's not much faster than,
0: hmm. than the old zigzag
1: posted. And that may even be a figment of my imagination, it may not even <laughs> exist at all, but that's that's what I think I remember,
0: huh? Nice, yeah. <laughs> so, that started. So we're talking about how the task was being made. What was the experience working on that task as a team? Because you hadn't really worked on a task before this of like a speed no, optimized task.
1: It was it was uh, it was hard, and it was like. So I mentioned at the beginning that you know I see myself as kind of a task enabler. Mm-hmm. I prefer to have other people do the actual tasking. Yes, but in this case, nobody like re- I, I think the the mechanics of like working with parallel universes were so new and so like complex mm-hmm. that nobody was really super eager to jump forward and actually like implement this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't either, but I really wanted to see it. You know, I really believed it was possible. Yeah. And I wanted to see it through. So I, if I wanted to the run to exist, it, it just kind of, I had no choice but to do it myself. Um, so, but it was really hard because just not having any experience with tassing, like, yeah, there was a huge learning curve. Even with, like, I didn't do too much traditional movement, but even like the stuff that I was doing, like the basically anything with BLJs, I did, mm-hmm. and the um, as well as the swimming in the moat, yeah. Um, but like that stuff, like even the most swimming was just like I so much time on it It's just like people don't do any tasking I don't know that they realize how much how labor intensive it is.
0: yeah there's a lot of work <laughs> that goes into every frame.
1: <laughs> it's so hard and I just have so much respect for for the, the all the taskers we have in our community mm-hmm. it's just like how talented they are and how like hard they work yeah because it's it's quite difficult. Um. So, uh, and me just not ha- having the experience, it was even more kind of time consuming, but it was very rewarding and
2: oh yeah, I had a lot eventually of fun
1: doing it. Um. Yeah, certainly no regrets.
0: Nice. So, I would have to say of all the parts you worked on, by far the hardest part at least in my opinion would have been optimizing parallel universe movement for speed especially mm-hmm. being the first person to ever really do that so how did you how how did you do that how many attempts did that take
1: it took a lot of attempts and i had some really complicated excel spreadsheets where i would like uh, i well i actually at, at a certain point i made like a like an, a, a simulator using like
0: mm-hmm. um, using uh, excel, excel basic. oh using oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah in excel um that i and i ended up using that to help me with like the zigzag strat but prior to that i was i had like some basic movement equations and i had these tables where it was just like you had all the different possible angles that mark, because it's every, like, 16 mm-hmm. units or whatever, and like, all the different possible positions Mario could take, and then I, like, I modded them by 2 to the 16th, so it would it would be, um,
0: like, the... The uh, in-collision stuff.
1: Right, like, his actual position in the parallel universe, in
0: and the then I had map, graphs
1: yeah. of all of these, like, there's, uh, uh, what is... I don't know how many dots there were, but like several thousand. And it would just be like a an, an overlay of all of these positions on the graph. And I had as the background, I had the, the castle grounds, because um Ghani D took took some pictures in Toadstool and Oh man. Um so I, I had the like bird's eye view of of oh, the
0: castle, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I used that to like save a lot of time with like predicting where Mario was going to go. But even with like the tools that I had, it was just very like,
0: it was brutal. It was
1: super. It was just like rolling the dice over and over and over and over and over over with different parameters. And the odds of anything working was like very small. It felt like it was maybe like 1%. And there was always some problem. And, like you'd find a route that looked promising, because there were so many components to it. It was like there was the um, there was like how far you could turn. And mm-hmm. um, I want to make sure I don't like get stuff mixed up here, because there was the there was the the vertical like displacement platform displacement strat that came along at a certain point and that simplified things. And I don't remember at like, what stage in development that came about.
0: Are you talking about in but, Vanish Cap?
1: Yeah. Because um, I think initially there was more kind of variance.
0: Initially, I think you just went into a parallel universe, then just fell.
1: fell. Yeah, you're right. That's how it was. Um, and that the issue with that is it, it, um, it introduces like another... Parameter to optimize because you want to like start the falling process as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. The longer your BLJ is,
0: the longer Mario just slowly falls due to gravity.
1: (laughs) Right, and also just like the BLJ time itself. So yeah, yeah. With the current strat, it doesn't matter because you just have to wait for the cycle at the Mm -hmm. top. But like at first, there was that parameter, and then there's like the swimming itself because there's like there are three different triangles, and they all have different like normal vectors so yeah your, your speed when you surface on the triangles is different and so there's three triangles and there's also like they're pretty big so you can surface at different points so um like and you want to so you want to surface on a specific triangle with a specific angle but depending on what triangle and angle you have it might take a few frames longer to complete the swimming so that's a parameter and then there's like the movement of, you, you have to
0: let alone just it's making kind of the movement work, like not it, crash. Then you have to optimize it.
1: Right. Well, you, you not crash. So that was like the final kind of frontier because the initial kind of proof of concept that I made with Sonic Packer, mm-hmm. that didn't crash on console. Um, but it turned out we got really lucky with that. <laughs> nice. And Everything that I made after that for like several months crashed on console and we just could not figure out
0: what was right. going on that's that is really lucky because imagine if that just crashed and then like your next like two months just crashed you might just not even like finish the project you might right. you know It'd
1: be like oh like we, we can't do this after all mm-hmm. it, it was actually yeah you're, you're right it was a big deal that the first one didn't crash because it was like okay we know we can do this it's just yeah like we got now to how do we actually do this optimize system. this yeah right and um yeah. And the timeline of events is sort of like kind of a little bit fuzzy
0: to me because it's been five years,
1: right? It's like what I remember is that I ended up just kind of guessing. I just, we tried lots of different movement patterns, just mm-hmm. try to get to the door without crashing. Yeah. And I remember that it just eventually we tried um, like just not having any analog input. And that that didn't crash. So
0: um Oh just like huh. Like what do you mean by that? Like on the control stick?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I didn't phrase that well. So like it if you move if you don't move um like it's in Bismuth's video where yeah. it, if you don't manage to move to run four quarter steps through parallel universes the game will crash unless you're not holding any unless, unless you're you do input on the joystick, and then it's yeah. the other way around. Um, <laughs> so I think we kind of stumbled across that by accident, but it may have been because then at a certain point, Peter Fedak, he didn't ever drive, mm-hmm. and so he was able to actually like pinpoint the cause of the crash in the assembly and we were able to figure out definitively what was going on and i i can't quite remember if that happened after or before but yeah huh. um i don't actually
0: remember your original question it's okay <laughs> i it's okay uh i i i don't even remember it either it's okay that was, that was a good answer to whatever the question was um, <laughs> I'm sure the information's buried in it somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. You you probably answered it. Pretty, pretty sure. <laughs> so of all the incredibly technical parts of the one key task, why is the only part you decided to write a full description of the punch before <laughs> wall kicking off of TikTok clock?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't have much of a defense for that. It was like, I was really overwhelmed by the prospect of explaining all of the uh, skip stuff mm-hmm. and the clock punch was like the most recent thing I had worked on and it was really cool. And I, I was, I thought it was especially cool how you could mathematically prove that it was optimal at this point. Like there's no way to improve it unless you just come up with a different,
0: different strat. Yeah. It's
1: different strat. Um, Or there's, I think actually there's a theoretical way to improve it with an overlap, but the geometry oh. isn't it's not possible with the geometry huh. it's not possible in practice but I was motivated to write a description because of like the, that proof aspect of it and then afterwards I just kind of like ran out of steam I was like oh I'll, I'll get to I'll this I'll finish like, this later days. yeah I think it still says like coming soon or something
0: yeah it's still <laughs> so, so w- that's, when is soon yeah, I got no defense there when is soon then well, what are you going to update it to say, watch this video and you're going to link business video?
1: The thing is, like, if you think about the age of the universe, right, how old is it? Like 13, 14 billion years,
0: Some, somewhere like that, give or take a couple billion, you know?
1: Right. I know. I think it was 13 at one point, but now it may it may be 14,
0: maybe, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's really not that long. You know, it, it's yeah. like it is a long time, but it's like a number you can wrap your head around. Exactly. Like people. There are people in this world who have like $13 billion, you know? So Yeah, that is true. In the grand scheme of things, you know, if I don't finish the description in the next like 10 billion years, it's still really not that long.
0: That's that's a great way to look at it, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think like 100 billion years is when I think soon no longer applies. Maybe that's like
0: that's, the cutoff. Yeah, yeah, that seems a bit like reasonable on soon, you know?
1: right <laughs> maybe people disagree with me on that one yeah uh, they
0: can they can tell us in the comments i'm sure i'm sure most reasonable people will agree right right, right. exactly so you mentioned the clock punch could theoretically be improved um with but it isn't in practice mm-hmm. um i have seen a thing from you mentioning that that parallel universe movement to get into the moat door from the moat door skip um, could theoretically also be improved with a technique known as the 10K glitch.
1: Yes, you're correct.
0: So what is that and how does that work? Why yeah, is so this task not glitch... optimal, Tyler? How did you mess this up so bad?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I swore when when I was finishing up the, well, the current movement for mm-hmm. one key. But the last part of it was the the camera work on when you swim up the waterfall yeah and there's all that like camera and it's spaz and it's not done just like for the hell of it it's it's to get the camera to have a specific angle hmm. but it was basically just random that was like the result of me just trying like hours and hours and hours just like button mashing different buttons
0: <laughs> just on the swimming yeah
1: try yeah because i like the camera we don't know how we still don't know how the camera works like that's fair we, can, we can't really describe how to manipulate it on a higher level so it was just like random essentially huh. um but i swore when i was doing that i would never ever again would i do this this is the last time i was gonna make promote <laughs> skip and i was never gonna go back to it <laughs> but then the 10k glitch came along which was like one of those things like every once in a while I, I see something and I think, well, this is kind of cool, but mm-hmm. it's like useless. And there's just, I don't even have the energy to bring it up to people because it's just like, there's no point.
0: Yeah. Um, and you did find 10K up. glitch too.
1: Yeah. Uh, but then I, I just decided to bring it up at a certain point And then other people were like, actually, like this is a little more versatile than maybe you thought it was. And I was like, yeah, okay and i guess i should explain what the glitch is so basically
2: yeah that's pretty pretty fair
1: (laughs) like very specific scenario where you have a lot of forward speed and you are holding backwards input like uh backwards relative to mario's facing yeah yeah yeah. um it doesn't have to be perfectly backwards just like you know if you picture like a two lines extending from mario at 90 degrees Mm-hmm. You know, just like perpendicular through his body, it yeah. has to be just like on the other side of those lines,
0: makes sense. Behind him.
1: Um, and then Mario has to enter a sliding action, and there's something else I think I don't even remember, <laughs> but basically, you can use it to multiply Mario's speed by just a huge amount. And the other useful thing about it is that it reflects your speed from positive to negative and there's actually very few ways of doing that um yeah it's basically you've what, especially like text, that much speed yeah you've text and like poles and water and then there's the c up uh, wall hug c up wall hug and also the um like steep steep slippery slopes or just slippery slopes where you
0: oh yeah you uh, bounce off out of bounds yeah
1: right 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 um so like it's really valuable to be able to reflect your speed And so how it would be useful for the Moat Skip is basically you would restore speed on the waterfall like we do, move forward instead of backwards um, Hmm. into the air in a parallel universe, and then move forward again, land back on the waterfall, enter a sliding state so you can do the 10k glitch, hold backwards, and then you have negative speed. You go back into the air in a parallel universe, but with a different, totally different speed. Land back on flat ground, and then the end result of all this is that you are already facing. You already have your back to the motor. door. The motor. door, because the main things that take time for the actual like castle grounds movement like you have to take a few frames to restore speed and like mm. end up in a walking action that takes like one two frames and then there's three landing frames yeah and then you have to take a you have to. you have to turn around cur- You're right turning around is like the main thing that takes time so if we can already be facing the right way that's like it takes 16 frames i think to turn around 180 degrees um hmm. so that's like you know, we could save up to 16 frames realistically probably more like 10 um, just based on you know it's gonna take a little little longer to do the 10k glitch so but I maybe 10 to 12 frames is, is a realistic time save if we can pull that off the only real issue is the like um, the kind of course input coarseness mm-hmm. like we can't target specific speeds super easily because you only
0: have 256. <laughs> The things uh, you can analog
1: do inputs, right exactly um and even your speed is so large like the
0: that varies a huge amount yes
1: yeah. yeah so um and we have limited because we, we're we can't really do too much with the camera to try to offset that mm-hmm. i don't think so i there may be an issue there i don't really think there will be i think it'll just make it harder <clears throat> which is kind of why i've like I said, I, I vowed never to do this again.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm uh, kind of rethinking that. <laughs> but the, the whole the difficulty of it.
0: it yeah, it sounds it awful. I I, yeah. I know a lot about SM64. And when you were talking, I it was it was pretty hard for me to follow. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Not just because you were bad at explaining it, just because it's so high level of the stuff you gotta do. Just yeah, you know? it's hard for me to
1: follow and, and this is like I'm the one explaining it.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah
1: it's like, I don't even remember, like, most of what went into, like, the, the actual details of, like, designing this review. I just know it was, re- like, way harder than any, like, compared to the Fire Sea movement. hmm Just, like, orders of magnitude more difficult.
0: Nice. I'm expecting to see that by next week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Next decade, maybe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, so let's move on a little bit from one key. We've talked about one key a lot. Let's move on to Uh more ABC stuff in general, because you have contrary to popular belief been active since 2015. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so why did you focus mainly on the a button challenge?
1: Uh, That's a great question. I just really think the a button challenge is super cool. It's like, The, the challenge, like the premise of the challenge is so simple, but the actual like implementation of it is so complex. Yeah. Um, it's just really kind of the sweet spot of complexity. And you also throw in the fact that it's not like trivial, uh, well, it's not something that you're supposed to be able to do. It's not a problem, you know? yeah it's not like they video. designed
0: the game to be beatable without but jumping if you're
1: playing a puzzle game you know the puzzles have solutions like these aren't supposed to have solutions so there's like a it ups the challenge factor dramatically mm-hmm. and it's just like it's this whole other dimension to the game that you can kind of explore
0: a whole other not universe like you could say
1: Hold, yeah really i mean um and you have to kind of just scrape the bottom of the barrel when it comes to like different techniques to try to, like, you know, gain a little bit of extra height or a little bit of extra speed or, you know, manipulate some other object in a way to get, like, a bounce or something Mm -hmm. that you need. And um, I think we all kind of feel the same way about it. Everybody who's worked on the a Button Challenge. It's just, like, it's just so much fun.
0: Yeah, because there's so much little nuances that kind of just get lost in some ways when you're just going for speed. Right. Like, That's imagine, trick, I don't think that, yeah, like I don't think anyone would have ever discovered the 207 Diver cover if, you know, they were just long jumping over that corner, you know?
1: Right, right, right. Um, and that ended up being useful in, in like, non Going back to one key, those.
0: like, parallel universes were originally an A-button challenge thing, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, all my research at that point was basically for the purpose of the A-button challenge. And it was just kind of a coincidence that it ended up being like useful for any
0: percent, um, mm-hmm. which is like so really cool. Like the challenge of not pressing a button ended up finding strats that were faster, even if you use that button. Which is like, right. yeah, that's <laughs> is that ironic? Uh huh. It forces you to just be more creative. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, and the creativity of it, just the opportunity to be like solve problems creatively, like it's I've never found anything in other areas of my life where I can like solve problems like that. Um, like at school, at work, like I I just have never come across, like I've never duplicated that feeling of solving problems in the A button challenge. Huh? It's very valuable to me. I, I think anybody, I think other people
0: would say the same thing probably. Yeah, literally a thousand dollars valuable if you solve the tick clock one.
1: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I was just saying, yeah, so, so you've contributed a lot to ABC in terms of like 207, 10k glitch, um, parallel universes, etc. So, what is your favorite contribution that you've made basically? Uh...
1: For a really long time, it was the chuck you drop.
0: In um, it, Bowser in the Sky?
1: In Bowser in the Sky. Huh. Um, where, well, I, it's pretty self-explanatory. You drop the chuck, yeah. You drop the chuck, yeah. It looks very simple from the actual, just like, if you're just watching the... Yeah. The in-game camera. But it's, like, it's very complex it was one of the first things i did it was like i, I did it was like
0: one of the first uh, difficult things you did
1: yeah it was the first thing i ever tasked like properly mm. um <laughs> my uh, my initial um my first couple of videos were like they were spliced i mean they were they were legitimate but i, I couldn't figure out how to record properly so i <laughs> yeah they had no audio yeah they had no audio so i like i had um I just like started recording the video mm-hmm. and then I would use, like I would load save states and stuff. So then I, my, the recording would just be, it would include all of the, like the bad attempts I had to, like edit <laughs> those out. So, like, yeah. Like the, the whole task recording thing. Huh. So I think the Chucky drop was the first, I, that was when I finally figured out how to like record a task properly. Huh. Um, but yeah, just like how that all came together um without like few tools we had at the time
0: okay that was before stroop by a lot yeah there was no,
1: stoop, no decomp and so it was just like memory watching with cheat engine oh and god i was able to figure out how to manipulate the Chakya and the surrounding geometry to like get them down i was really like proud of how well that went and in retrospect it was extraordinarily lucky like just everything about oh, yeah. that is just like the 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 fences on the walls there that Chuck, you can kind of like slide along mm-hmm. the fact that like Mario's just like right at the edge of that barely like, close of,
0: like, enough range. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> it's like everything just works out perfectly for that to happen. It easily could have like gone the other way. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a lot of like, even if you just watch like Mario, like there's a lot of movement that happens in terms of like, you got to do like what, like 50 207 diver covers.
1: Right, right. Yeah, Light. at the time we thought that was hard. Now it's just like, oh, whatever. Like, now
0: there's like, oh, there's one hard one. There's it's the yeah. one in Bowser in the in <laughs> right, the dark right. World.
1: Bowser in dark World.
0: So that's that used to be your favorite one. You said. So what is your favorite one now?
1: Oh, it's kind of like been replaced a little bit by the um, secret aquarium entry.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was expecting, honestly.
1: <laughs> just because that I spent so much time on that, and that was like. Um, I had stepped away from SM64 for a while, mm-hmm. actually, kind of intentionally because I just like felt it was taking up too much of my time.
0: Yeah, I just need a but, like, break for a bit.
1: Right. right, but like I had these, like it would keep. I had ideas that would like come into my head, and I'd like suppress them. <laughs> and when I got back into it, like it was one of the like, it wasn't the first thing I did, but it was just like I don't know, I just all that like kind of creativity just came roaring back with like a vengeance and i just like spent i remember just being in my dorm in my college and just spending like hours and hours and hours on this and just like over the course of months like trying to get it to work Mm -hmm. and then getting to collaborate with bad boot on like the the last part of it and ssl was just like super cool and the whole process was just like it was awesome
0: yeah, cuz that ta- that like that might be the most visually like impressive. Like if you haven't seen the game before, like in terms of like the ABC stuff, like right. one key, it looks really cool. You're like, "Oh, they entered the moat door," but you don't really understand like the level of like craziness that has to go on for that. But definitely jumping into secret aquarium, the one A button press saving that one is just so insane the amount of routes you have to take. You have to like For people that haven't seen this task, I would, first of all, I would highly recommend watching the commentated version uh, by Bad Boot, edited by Stick. Um, Absolutely. It's it's absurd. Like, they have to go into Shifting Sandland with zero stars and, like, Hyperspeed Punch and, like, 10k Glitch, and there's a floating shell, and you do, like, five things in one frame. And just think about going into Shifting Sandland to jump into to avoid jumping into secret aquarium like that is required
1: yeah <laughs> like it's, it's absurd yeah
0: the level of creativity needed to even like theorize something like that is like crazy to me
1: i i think what's funny about that is i think uh, and last impact if i'm remembering correctly mm-hmm. um don't don't you have to go to the pyramid level to get to the aquarium level
0: uh i will take your word for it uh
1: i think you do you have to there's like that pipe with the where you you have to turn to flat Mario and then you you hmm. that lets you go into the pipe. If I'm remembering correctly, I think that's how it is. So I it, haven't
0: really played Last Impact, so that's why. Oh, well, you're missing out. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 very ironic. You have to go from the desert level to get into the aquarium. Yeah, and it's just absurd.
0: Yeah, it's like. It it makes Watch for Rolling Rocks look like a simple thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like, wow, this is oh man, it's I, I would agree, it's probably my favorite strat too. It,
1: it does have everything in it, kinda you got cloning, you got like parallel well, not parallel universe movement, but like very high speed movement. Mm-hmm. Um speed conservation between levels,
0: like text box redirection of speed, glitchy ledge right. grabs. Yep it's got it all it's 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 a lot and i'm it's crazy that all that is to save one jump <laughs>
1: yep <laughs> but it was worth it
0: oh yeah for sure so speaking of saving one jump this uh-huh. is a very popular question will baoge the fire c0x and n64 actually happen
1: definitely absolutely well, but oh really? the thing is, like, the thing you have to understand about, like, my sort of predictions is that I kind of, like, I always try to think, like, kind of intuitively and, like, based on what I feel. Mm-hmm. So not as not so much like what, like, seems rationally possible. Yeah. So like, my, my feeling is that it's possible. Like, I just a very strong feeling about it. Looking at the actual evidence, there is, like, it's not quite so certain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, okay.
1: Yeah, I haven't let that stop me before and it usually works out nice the way that i want so um like what i will say is that um the like if you want to talk about just saving the a press and not about doing it like quickly yeah that's pretty likely because we know we can do use a bully battery to build up thousands of speed yeah once we get to like a you Know 10,000 speed or whatever, mm-hmm. we can build speed more quickly using the um, like squish cancel, yeah, yeah, speed transfer strats. Um, that's like pretty much a sure thing. The only like issue is the final, uh, the final like s- speed transfer where you have to do the the actual like platform displacement mm-hmm. i don't know how familiar like people listening are going to be with the strat
2: probably hey, not
1: like by various people a few different times but
0: yeah jong had like 12 questions in here on this question <laughs> sheet about platform <laughs> displacement uh we're not yeah, gonna get to I those probably talk
1: to jong like offline at some point because yeah. he could help out a lot with that mm-hmm. um, I have an idea. Well, the problem basically is that you need the the platform to be tilted like A lot. about as far as it can go. Mm-hmm. Like, like because obviously you can't go under the lava. Yeah. So you you need it to be tilted like almost to the maximum in order to get
0: the required angle.
1: In order, to, yeah, in order to get the because Mario has to go up mm-hmm. instead of down. So in order to get that, it's got to be tilted as almost as far as it can go which is not a problem in normal gameplay, but because we need to do like, a um, like a speed transfers. Well, we need to have like negative, however many million speed. Yeah. It's, um, you can't tell the platform easily. Yeah. So, um, I I still think it's... My my best idea at this point is using, like, a triple bully collision to have the bully clip Mario through the platform instead of just, like, having to fall off the edge of the platform. Mm -hmm. Um, But this requires... Like, to have... You have to have the bully collide with Mario three different times at three specific, like, places.
2: Or or three Uh different places
1: at three specific times. And... I just I don't have like an intuition for how realistic that is in practice yeah that I feel like it should be possible but I really can't say
0: huh. so basically right now the best answer is hopefully
1: yeah <laughs> like deep down inside I think definitely Nice, but I don't know I don't in terms of evidence that I can offer
0: you don't have the m64 already right <laughs> So aside from Bowser and the Fire C Zero X, which is the big one, the big Kahuna, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, what else do you think will happen in the future of the A button challenge? Like when SM Sixty Four is completely solved, there's no more, there's no more things that can happen in the game. How many do you think will be left? Mm, How many A button presses? I think thirteen. Thirteen. Which ones?
1: Uh, oh, which ones? Let me let me
0: think here. Um,
1: I'm not trying to remember all of them. I'll name some that I don't think are going to be saved.
0: Okay. Yeah, you don't have to <laughs> list all of them. I don't even think I could list all of them off the top of my head.
1: Um The SSL ones I don't think are gonna happen. Which Unless ones? the IROC thing works out. But I think that that's like
0: Which SSL know. ones like the uh
1: So there's the they're, they're both in the pyramid.
0: Um, oh right, 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 right. right. It's okay. like the
1: higher pyramid stars. Mm-hmm. Um, the there's a bunch of half A presses that I don't think are gonna get saved, like in Dire Dire docs Yeah. Although, actually, there's you might be able to do something there. I was gonna talk about that, not here, but like in the Discord, but I hmm. forgot. Um, maybe I will at some point, but it's a long shot idea. Um. I don't know, like, it's hard to say specifically which ones because there's a lot of them that have long shot ideas and I feel like some of them are bound to work out. I'm just not really sure which ones. Um, what are hmm. we, we're at 19 now, right?
0: Yeah, 19 remaining, yeah.
1: 19, so then you figure Fire sea so gets saved and Lethal Lavaland, so that brings us down to 17. Something's gotta work out in Jolly Roger Bay, I feel, so... Really? 16. And then I just think between the rest of the stuff, there's three more a presses about that. That's just like around there.
0: Makes sense. Why don't I? Why don't I just go through all of them and see? Hey, okay. do you think this will be saved or not? So, uh, first off, um, Jolly Roger Bay Chest.
1: Yeah, I, I think it, it'll happen.
0: Hmm, okay, um, Princess's Secret Slide Box Star.
1: Hmm no the only real realistic thing was like using the um like a wall gap to clip through mm-hmm. at the top of the like that lower room yeah and you just you, you just can can't. get the speed you can build enough speed to do it you just can't get the approach at all not oh, even close. Sucks. so i i don't think there's any okay. really real chance
0: rip um lethal lava lands uh, elevator Yep. Def- that's like the most really certain one. In what way? Just like no, you it's feel the best. Like,
1: I don't think there's much doubt about the the bully battery thing working out there. Oh, nice. It's just like it's going to be really hard to do, but I think like very little doubt that it's actually possible for me.
0: Hmm. There you go. Um, not, for me, not for me to do specifically. <laughs> yeah. But for, someone. <laughs> for someone to do. I don't know. I think you kind of you kind of backed yourself in the corner now. Now you have to. <laughs> um okay so what's the next one next one uh pyramid top star inside the pyramid i forget the name
1: uh yeah i don't think that's gonna happen
0: rip um but maybe
1: so- there's the rock thing so it's, it's
0: yeah what do you mean by the rock thing by the way just rock raising
1: yeah the, that idea and well i don't think it was conclusively proved impossible so aren't
0: they aren't like separate rooms or something like isn't there a loading zone
1: yeah so that you would have to like go back over the loading
0: zone oh uh yeah that doesn't seem very probable to me
1: no but it's it's,
2: it's not technically theoretically dead.
0: possible so right um well i guess the next one's the same one which is getting out of the which is the uh Secrets.
1: The other SSL star, yeah,
0: yeah. So that one's basically the same thing. So that
1: one's a, like I think if we were to get, based on where the loading zone is, I think that one is more likely. Hmm. If we could do the IROC thing, because we it may be that we do the IROC thing, we still can't get the like the highest star.
0: Yeah, maybe that makes sense. Yeah, just because it's so close to the top. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, the Fire Sea pull. We already went over that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the two jumps needed in. Uh, tiny huge island reds
1: oh yeah that one's really frustrating because like you can do the like wiggler hyperspeed thing and get like several Mm -hmm. thousand and
0: you just can't use it yeah you just
1: can't i don't know what you would do in there to
0: like the only thing i can possibly think of is to like clip into like barely next to the loading zone but that's just not because that's yeah, the one area. Because
1: like, uh, there's a ceiling over everything. Mm-hmm. So there's just like no spot to
0: actually do anything. It's so it's uh, so frustrating. Uh-huh. Um, TikTok clock entry.
1: Um, hmm. What was the. Uh... Oh, yeah, there was the, the whole Isaac. Acceleration thing. the, uh... the glitch that Isaac A discovered where you can build speed on like a fence
0: I'm um, not familiar
1: I it was a big deal for a little bit um, and it was the glitch will probably be able to save a lot of time and or maybe we'll be able to save a lot of time and um, Shindo any percent
0: huh
1: but that's like in theory has promise for like the like tippy stuff but yeah. I looked into it and it doesn't actually seem like in practice it will be useful just because the fen- the way that the fences are oriented. Um, it's just not very
0: not very convenient. Yeah, yeah. you're probably yeah. not going to be able to actually get in there.
1: Yeah. And there aren't really any other ideas. Dang. So unlikely, but eh, maybe I missed something.
0: Makes sense. Um, the hyperspeed grind jump in TikTok Clock.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I have not been able to really follow the kind of current theories for how we might save more apresses, like getting past the pole, mm-hmm. different hope stuff, like Bob-omb instant release and PBH throws. It's all very complex, and there's like squish, yeah. pendulum squish cancel stuff that you would have to do, and so I can't really... I don't really have an intuition for
0: any TikTok clock stuff
1: yeah it's uh i know ds is ds273 has been he's kind of the expert on that now and ever nice. as well
0: so you're saying remote cog pedro spot isn't a pretty uh <laughs> valuable or uh not valuable a pretty uh reasonable thing is what you're saying
1: i have i'm of two minds on random cogs like on the one hand i feel like I don't know. I'm not totally convinced mm-hmm. by the estimates that it should be possible because there's like it's not random, obviously. Like mm-hmm. it's it's it is deterministic. So I, I don't know. Like I feel like in practice the solution or not the solution space, just like the the, the state space. Yeah,
0: of it's just it is not much that smaller big. Yeah. Than
1: maybe the current estimates are suggesting. But that's just, I don't really, that might be just, like, incorrect.
2: Hmm.
1: On the other hand, I feel like we might be able to leverage the fact that, like, the random number generation is, like, periodic. Yeah. And be able to, like, come up with a consistent way of manipulating things. Hmm. That's much easier than, like, anything we've... Any sort of brute force ideas that we've had, so I feel like it's either impossible or doable.
0: Well, I mean, those are the two <laughs> options. So yeah, so it
1: kind of covers all the bases. Yeah, there you
0: go. I mean, you're by definition, you are right. So
1: yeah, <laughs> those are the best kinds of predictions. I know, right?
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, the next two, um, entering into uh, Rainbow Ride or Wing Mario over the Rainbow.
1: Yeah. Same. Same deal as with
0: TikTok clock. TikTok clock except yeah. like worse. Oh, no.
1: But also like I had looked into trying to use the like CF sliding on the room on the the railing mm-hmm. and then if you hold A you can do like a butt slide, bounce on the step and you can almost like do a ledge grab on the corner area. <laughs> I feel like maybe with better optimization it would be possible, doubtful, but even if you could you can't get from a corner to those ledges. Uh, so it's really not like a realistic idea.
0: Dang. And that then was the last two the
1: aquarium stuff started. Was oh, kind really? Of from testing that. Huh. Because I tried to do a glitchy ledge grab. That was where huh. I had the idea that you could maybe do GLGs on like flat walls. Yeah. Where there was like a, a explicit like overhang. yeah um, huh. And it didn't end up working on Rainbow Ride, but I was like, "What about Secret Aquarium?" And you can do it there. Although that's actually not uh, the idea I had was to use rounding error. Oh God! With Secret Aquarium, there's literally just like
0: a convenient wall there.
1: Well, the walls are actually the lower wall is like sloped slightly, so there's like a real huh. like difference in, in widths.
0: Oh, that's um, convenient.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It worked out. Is the... Nice.
0: ...important part. So there you go. Those are those two. And the final two in the game, um, Wig Mario over the Rainbow cannon shots. I feel like...
1: I still feel like we can do something with flying, even though I know it's like... It's really not based off of anything. (laughs) It's just I feel like we've missed something. I haven't really taken an in-depth look at it, so like that's where most of my depth, my, uh, my doubt comes from.
0: Hmm. Cause I mean, it is technically, if you had an infinite wing cap, you could go as far up as you wanted. Right. The problem is, uh, you don't have an infinite wing cap.
1: Right. It all boils down to that. Like not being able to break the box at, mm-hmm. um, more than 26 speed. That's I, don't, I, I just, I don't know. I'd like to take a look at it, at the flying mechanics. At some point, I don't know when
0: that's going to happen, but... If only there was an owl. We could use <laughs> Hoot to the moon as an actual strat. <laughs> yeah. that w- I think that would be really funny. I'm really sad that strat isn't used. I know.
1: There's all sorts of cool owl glitches that never see the light of day.
0: I love the owl, dude.
1: Hoot. It's really
0: uh,
1: it's a shame. It needs to just be like an owl for your own words. Free advantage of all the stuff you can do with the owl
0: that's i mean i'm not really familiar with a lot of owl tech so i'm just saying do you want to start doing free runs that's a pretty good place <laughs> to start i don't think i'd be
1: much good at free runs i don't i don't know i'm not creative in that way so
0: you say literally having done a large brunt of secret aquarium in zero x
1: <laughs> but that was like i had a goal a specific goal i was working towards that's in, like, true the- the variance in the movement just came out of necessity Mm -hmm. if i just had to create something interesting without a clear like purpose in mind i don't i just Hmm. i don't think i could do it
0: makes sense yeah it's it's pretty hard to just go and just not without a goal and just to look cool so on to another kind of another kind of uh fragment of the a button challenge have you been following the uh 70 star uh optimized eight month challenge a button challenge task
1: at all it's it's like my favorite thing um i've been in a little bit of a sm64 like detox over the past like <laughs> month or so but detox. like I, i've uh i've still been like glued to the developments um with that like i mean what 50 cents is doing is just like so incredible mm-hmm. i'm so thankful that he's putting his his uh time and effort and, and skill into this and it's it's when I, um, when, I first star, when I first saw the 20-star speed run that like Mickey and those guys did,:
0: Yeah, way back uh, when.
1: Yeah, I just I wanted to see a, a full 80 percent run of the Avon Challenge, and I thought it would look so cool, and now it's like it's coming to fruition, and it's better than I could have thought it it would have been.: Yeah. Um, and it's, people are going to love it when it's done. And my only regret is that like it, we might not finish Fire C in time so it'll be a one a press run but that's okay cuz then we can just the it. yeah easy peasy it's the you know it's not like the the category like goes away after the yeah. run's finished you can make another exactly. run so um and i actually think like the um, what i would like to see kind of like happen with Tassing, so i don't know if you noticed this uh, sorry, it's a little bit of a like tangent, but no, you're good. Um, Time travel penguin released, like a video a while ago huh. where he had like he he made a uh, the the idea was basically like version control for
0: oh yeah for M64s yeah M6
1: M64s and I didn't like I don't know. I didn't fully appreciate it at the time, but I think that that's like, that's the way to go going forward. And that's what we want to move toward is like, we want to have a, like if we can have
0: centralized hub.
1: Yeah. And like, if we can have it so that the M64 is something that like you build and we have like, yeah, maybe there are portions where we do like specific, like inputs on specific Mm -hmm. frames, but like we also have scripts that are more high level and the, we say okay we want to like you know um wall kick up this section in the most optimal fashion and then we have this automated script that like calculates the movement huh. uh, based on Mario's state like going into it so like if, if we make an improvement earlier on it can recalculate it and wow. um and then the different people can can work on it like it's just like a, like code basically um that huh. would be like super cool so um then we wouldn't even have like you know it wouldn't necessarily be just like releases of tasks it would just be like a constantly evolving
0: yeah thing. everyone could work on it yeah um imagine you have like you're working multiple people instead of having to like share tasks back and forth you just submit a pull a pull request
1: <laughs> right right exactly and we may, may not even be that far off from that with waffle being um,
0: that's true waffle is crazy
1: yeah so if people can work on do some development on that we could get to a, that point faster than
0: we do shout outs to boot for
1: oh, developing man. waffle
0: it's it's a sm64 physics simulator basically yeah and it's it's crazy it's
1: yeah bad boot's skill is just unbelievable like um just what he's able to how he was able to do that like mm-hmm. he's unbelievably talented and I'm, I'm so glad he spent the time to to make it
0: yeah it's it's gonna be very useful really too.
1: Cool piece of software
0: it's gonna make a bully battery much easier right right yeah
1: i mean uh
0: now in, you have no excuses true, like,
1: right the thing is i i would like some like some scripting yeah, o- like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, I just describe some like automated, like scripting abilities,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like for some of the certain aspects of the movement, they're so time consuming, but like they're simple to describe conceptually. Yeah. So I feel like they should be automated.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So you can focus on like the more actually important stuff. Right. Hmm. So going back to 70 ABC, what did you think is your favorite speed optimized uh, star in that test?
1: Uh there's a lot of competition there. A lot of great ones, but CCM Reds I keep coming back to. Hmm. <clears throat> it's just the the way that star works out. It's like with the with the C-up slide.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that C-up slide.
1: And taking advantage of like the wind to get that red coin above the lower tree. <clears throat> that star is really cool. Um uh Bob on Battlefield Reds and 100 coins oh yeah fortress hundred coins but the the star dance clip to get on the bullet bill block that whole segment is like mind-blowing oh yeah that um,
0: segment's really cool yeah big shout outs to fifth dispense they've putting a lot yeah. of work to those yeah. you can yeah, actually know, watch the fifth dispense episode uh, after this um, <laughs> he's been on Yukiki Gast. we've talked about yeah him.
1: the last one yeah
0: yeah was it the last one? Yeah, it was. Wow, I got to be more proactive at actually doing these. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So, anyways, let's move on to the next section here. Sure. Um, this is just random questions. Um, okay. Not really. These are just general questions. So, there's a famous picture of you playing some kind of musical instrument. <laughs> what is the story behind that picture?
1: Okay, so... Um... That was actually from a yearbook photo uh, oh. in high school. It was, um, so I was on the cross country team mm-hmm. and somebody's birthday It may have actually been mine or it may have been this other kids, but uh, somebody had brought out those like, you know, those, uh, those party favors with like the.
2: Oh, panel, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And you blow into it and it unfurls. Um, that's what that was. It wasn't like an instrument,
2: (laughs) but it was,
1: (laughs) I didn't realize that we were there, like we were standing like for the picture, but I didn't realize the picture was being taken yet. So I was still like messing around with this thing. And then like the person just happened to take the picture while I had it like completely extended. And that that photo made it into the yearbook. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) I was actually I was on the yearbook staff, so I may have had like
0: you may have pulled some strings to get that in.
1: Yeah, there was a there were a lot there was a lot of like Photoshop stuff in our, our like senior yearbook that year. Like people in front of the pyramids and stuff like like <laughs> didn't actually
0: happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like snuck in there. <laughs> nice, <laughs> and it's been your picture ever since. Yeah. So, but
1: that was where that that was where that photo came from, and it was my Facebook profile picture for a little while.
0: So, yeah, that's that's how people. A lot of people have seen that picture of you now.
1: Yeah, well, I think I made it into the Rolling Rocks video too.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, I definitely did. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh man. So, on a completely different note, <laughs> um, this is a popular requested question. Um, what advice would you give for people looking to get into the same type of stuff that you do? Um. That's a good question. Um, I know, right? I was like, "Wow, I I got to ask this one."
1: Yeah, so it's funny because, like, the way that I got into, like, the way that I was able to make an impact, wouldn't be possible now, because yeah, it was weird. I always assumed that, like, if you were gonna pass a game like Mario sixty four, you would start by like trying to understand the mechanics fully.
0: Mhm. But and right I now I
1: find out that like that wasn't really like the case. Like nobody when I first joined the community people didn't really know the specific equations for Mario's movement. Um yeah. there was like small things like you know people knew that the BLJ was like a 50% increase in speed mm-hmm. but like anything more specific people just didn't really have a sense for. So once I figured out how to like read assembly and I started doing my own decomp stuff, I was able to find out a lot of information about that. Um, But now that's like, you know, we have the, the official like decomp, the real decomp. And so we've like, we know all the, the detailed physics stuff. Um, But for like other games, that hasn't been done, so there's ample opportunity, I think, for for people who want to do this sort of thing. Like, um, lots of other games, you could do what I was doing, and I actually started out. I didn't start out reading any code. I would just test things empirically. Um, oh, I would use cool. Cheat Engine to do like memory searches to figure out what like yeah. variables. Um, of course, I to like position and speed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, K is actually is it Kays or is it? Am I pronouncing that right?
0: It's so oh. just just say however you want it to. Honestly,
1: <laughs> well, he was really uh, helpful to me when I was first starting out. He gave me some uh, of the documentation that ROM hackers would use, hmm. and it had a lot of like um, like structs and like data structures and and other like labels that were super helpful for finding out um just kind of more about how the game worked yeah but even if you don't have something like that just like you can do a lot with a program like cheat engine um the the memory searching capabilities are really powerful for on that (laughs) and um just try to like run some tests to you know i had like excel Mm -hmm. spreadsheets where i would make like plots like scatter plots of you know i tried different inputs and see how it affected mario's speed and i was able (laughs) to figure out like the the running equation from that without even looking at the code nice um and then i I moved into doing like decompilation stuff later but um Hmm. so if anybody wants to know more about like the specific techniques like anybody can always dm me or whatever um yeah Again, it would be like for Mario sixty four. It's kind of already been done, but with the other games, mm-hmm. you know, lots of potential for that.
0: Yeah. So basically, you're saying just like get a real good sense of the physics, and then other stuff will follow from that.
1: Yeah, that was the approach that I that I took.
0: Nice. Yeah. That seems yeah. That seems like it's going to be pretty useful for basically any game.
1: Yeah. That's why I was so surprised when I like I assumed that that had already been done um, when I joined, but.
0: Hmm. But no, they just had like a good enough sense of the physics. It's yeah. like an intuition. Yeah, well, there are different
1: ways of approaching problems. And, and um, yeah, obviously what what the uh, 120 taxers accomplished was, you know,
0: mm-hmm. it absolutely was incredible. So yeah.
1: they, they, what they did worked.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: they
0: they are legends. I don't mean to like talk them down or anything. No. I have no idea how they accomplished what they did. Lots of re-records. <laughs> That's
1: mind blowing. I mean still it still holds up, even though we've like there's been so many improvements on mm-hmm. 120. You go back and watch the 120, it's still incredible. Like the degree yeah. of optimization, the creativity, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, like I always think of just like um the one star I love probably the most in old one twenty is um um, Tiny huge island one hundred just because of the shell glitch.
1: Right, right.
0: And it's just it's just so creative. I never would have thought anything I would see anything like that in SMG4. Yeah, and you can't
1: even like you can't even process what's going on quickly enough. Like mm-hmm. as it's happening, it's just like you, I it's just so cool. You you're, you're not familiar with that kind of movement, and so you're like, what is, what is even happening right now? And then uh-huh. like the, the door and the stars, like. You just clip to the wall someone. and
0: you're in the loading zone. What?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man. Yeah, there's a there's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff they do. So. For sure. Those were some of the more general questions. I do have a couple more questions. These are some of the Wikipedia Patreon questions that they have requested. Um, the first one. I can't believe I have to ask this question, but. Do you eat ass?
1: <laughs> um, I haven't yet, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not principled against it.
0: There you go. That's I, I could in the future. That's one of the best ways to do it. I've ever heard <laughs> best ways to answer that question. I mean, uh, next question. Why do you support the worst thing to happen in all of history? The new England Patriots.
1: Ooh, I wonder who that was from.
0: Uh, I will not answer that question. <laughs> well,
1: the Patriots are like pretty much. Boo. The... Really, like if you consider all Boo. of American culture, is there? I don't think there's anything better in America than the New England Patriots. Oh
0: man, it's... there's. A... I'm... If you
1: could take one thing from this country that other people should be in the world should be exposed to, it's the New England Patriots. How awesome they are! How awesome, you know. Tom Brady and all the other great players who have played for that organization are
0: the yeah, fans, too.
1: some of the best people.
0: Uh, yeah, know. definitely. Everybody
1: knows how, 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 you know, uh, magnanimous and, and, um, how, how, how fun it is to be around other Patriots fans, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, it's a great people time.
1: <laughs> and so there's really no reason why you wouldn't want to be a Patriots fan, even if you're not a fan of football. You know,
0: just yeah, no reason I can't it. think of any. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll stop talking about the
1: past though. Um, they're actually, I think they're playing right now. Um,
0: oh man, all right, but, I'll, uh, I'll hurry this up a little bit.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, my logo on YouTube is the old Patriots logo mm-hmm. for
0: people who don't know. I think that's why i should probably
1: change that if I ever want to like start script streaming more consistently. Like,
0: eh. change it <laughs> to the uh, recorder picture yeah change it to the uh the you blowing into the party thing picture yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> that won't get me into any trouble
0: exactly and now the final patreon question this is a very interesting question where did you get the idea for your username
1: uh i got a whole foods
0: ah makes sense makes yeah, sense with
1: the um they had a deal going on, and then I actually got my birth certificate in there too. So nice. nice. Two for
0: one. That's a great deal. Two for one.
1: Yeah. Two for one. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's I I think gotta, sure where I get
1: all my ideas from is Whole Foods.
0: That's true. Yeah. Without yeah. Whole Foods, uh, one key would not exist. That's pretty fair.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so those are all the Patreon questions. I have a couple quick fire questions that you can just like answer real quick. Um, is it true that you and Bad Boot are actually the same person?
1: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, I wish I was as as talented as Bad Boot is. Um, we well, you know you're not the same person.
0: Dang. Rip. I mean, don't sell yourself short. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have my own things I can do, but like, uh, I, I'm very appreciative of Bad Boot's skill set. Same. And nobody thinks. Love Boot. Uh, a lot of respect there.
0: Well, okay. you're not the same person. <laughs> nice. Um, favorite pan and video. Um.
1: So that would probably be the dire dire docs.
0: Um, the whirlpool one. Coins,
1: the the yeah. red coin cafe press. Mm-hmm. Um, with the like with the whirlpool clone. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I find myself coming back to that one a lot Um, I guess that's like maybe your question you meant more of the non like task videos like his explanation stuff
0: oh no I'm just talking in general I wasn't talking any because that one is like that's probably one of my favorites too because it's just so it just doesn't make sense to me on like a fundamental level like I understand (laughs) it but I don't feel it it just like yeah. Mario's just kind of up there, and I'm like, what? How?
1: And the cool thing with that one too is that it just it gets progressively more insane. Mm-hmm. Like each red coin is just like you have to do even crazier things to get. Until yeah. Until you get to the end, because I think it first starts out like you have the um, you have the movement from pole to pole because you can like you mm-hmm. some of them are close enough together or you can like drop. Yeah. Um, from one and land on the other one, the dive. So it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. And there's like the, I don't remember it exactly, but then, uh,
0: the pole clone, like a
1: pole clone at a certain point. Yeah. And that's like, whoa. And then you have the whirlpool thing after that. And it's like, what, like you said, it's like, what is even going yeah, on? It's now? like, what that's there's over here?
0: Did you forget <laughs> to edit out that splice or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's, that's definitely one of my, one of my favorites, just because like, The Whirlpool Clone is obviously the big, the big money shot, but everything else is still really cool.
1: Yeah, it just it it builds and it just kind of escalates and it's very hype. Yeah, and Penn really did a great job. Like, just I don't know how he, you know, I don't know how he would even.
0: Well, he has the one unlisted video of him being like, "I can't put the hope here." Do you know that video? No, I don't think I do. It's the guy. It's the guy spitting cereal meme. The stick figure, he's like, you can't put this the whole pier. That's impossible. And then he puts the two uh, parts of di overlaid with each other, and he's spitting out the cereal, and it's really funny. Honestly.
1: <laughs> I'll have to see that. Maybe I did see it and forgot, but...
0: It's, it's really... It's so stupid, it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, next question. Favorite SM64 glitch? Uh, that's a hard question.
1: That is a hard question.
0: Wait, uh, I always ask, I always ask, and why is it time stop afterwards?
1: <laughs> <laughs> time stop is very cool, but I think my favorite, <sighs> I see, I think I had a favorite at one point, and then I like forgot what it was. Oh, no. Let me, let me think about it for a second. Um,
0: <sighs> hmm
1: yeah i don't know like there's a lot of stuff you can do with cloning that's really cool
0: that's fair so like, you're gonna say cloning very, like
1: singular um
0: it opens up the door to a ton of other stuff
1: right like the uh the like the long distance transport goomba clones is like anything with <laughs> that is very cool um
0: we just mentioned the whirlpool
1: the whirlpool oh yeah that's that is insane um
0: Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, there's a
1: lot of competition for Vest Glitch. Um, there's so many cool, different, like, little situational things that you can do that are just, like... Um...
0: Mm-hmm. K's Sound Glitch? Oh, man, there's so many good ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to pick a favorite.
0: Hmm. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. I would say, I mean, with where you're going, I thought you would say cloning. And cloning, that would honestly be a pretty good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe cloning. There you go.
1: I, squish cancel is really something, too. Um, oh,
0: yeah. Just because you can basically just, like, cancel anything Mario's doing.
1: Yeah. It's so it's so OP. If only, yeah. like, there was more geometry. That...
0: that would squish you in mid-air, Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, there's still like the. I think that you can save like ten seconds in Bowser in the Sky. Oh, really? A, Where at? Like, with the I think you can convert uh, to forward speed with a BLJ on that lower like Ferris wheel thing. Hmm. Uh, I think you can do squish cancel there
0: with the rotating you know, uh, mess up messed up uh, spinning thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you convert to forward speed, and then you just jump up to the top. I, I think it should be possible, but no one has wow. attempted
0: it. I feel like you should like ask that. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: mentioned it before, but like I guess no one's tried it.
0: Makes sense. It seems it's. Many uh, people
1: are intimidated by Squish Cancel.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. A lot of the Tassers are like, "Oh man, here's this cool. Oh, it has. Oh, uh, anybody yeah. else want to do this? Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically.
0: So what you're saying is just like in the one key task wink wink nudge nudge
1: Yeah, it may, it may fall to
0: You got to do it. I'm...
1: Sometimes if you want to have something, you have to do it yourself. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um okay, how about favorite Mario meme? Um I'm not too like up to date
1: on the memes may these days with Mario.
0: That's um, true, but you used to be a big player.
1: Yes, for sure. Uh, <laughs> maybe i should maybe i should ask people on the discord for memes
0: there you maybe, go maybe
1: i should, maybe I should try and, and not just people who are here but everyone in the discord
0: oh god there's a lot of people <laughs> on discord what
1: <laughs> um yeah i don't know i mean all the rolling rock stuff was cool when it was happening and then of course we all got sick of it yeah <laughs> You know it's funny because like every once in a while, like I'm really active on the the NFL subreddit, mm-hmm. and every once in a while, that the Rolling Rock stuff will like make an appearance, and people will, like talk about it.
0: Half an apron,
1: <laughs> which like you wouldn't think would have any like relationship to like football, but there've been multiple times when I've been like scrolling through stuff and seeing people like making jokes about half aprons, and like this kind of surreal experience.
0: Yeah, because, like, that was, like, yeah, that was, you were there when that was found. Right. That was theorized. I remember, like, when I, because I remember when that was first big, I was like, hey, uh, I knew about this before. It was cool. (laughs) Yep. I'm (laughs) (laughs) a half-impressed hipster. Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. So I
2: just
1: downvote and pretend like I didn't see it. (laughs) Yeah, fair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was cool for, like, a week, and then... uh, It's been years now. Come on, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
1: man. Well, I, like I think we all feel like you know, it's not that we mind the memes. It's just that like, people think it's like I don't know.
0: People think it's hilarious.
1: Right, and they're they, just they saying really, the same like, thing. Respect the the effort that goes into it so much. Yeah, it's just sort of like a.
0: It's just a funny audit. thing because they can laugh at the video, right. Yeah, even though it's like a pretty cool video. I'm just saying. Right. If you haven't watched it somehow at this point, you should. But chances are, if if you're you're listening to this podcast, you're probably listening. You've probably watched that video. Yep. Oh, man. So you mentioned to me earlier, this is onto a completely unrelated topic. You have a secret SM64 confession.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. So what what is
2: that? i was going to reveal that.
1: Okay, so... I actually despite Mario sixty four being my favorite game. I think I know what it is. Despite it being like my uh you know like just casually, like it's always been my favorite game. But I never I didn't complete the game with one twenty stars until after one key had been released. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, like not once.
2: Really? I, I had like
1: I had a save file with like 117 stars for a while. And there were a few ones like uh, HMC, hundred coins, rainbow ride, hundred coins. Hmm. And I just never, I never got around to finishing it for some reason.
0: There you go. When, when I, I mean, I, when I was a kid, I, I got 118 stars because I could not find the entrance into the upper part of big boo's hunt. When I was oh, a kid. Really, you too? Yeah. It, not well telegraphed at all. I don't know how they expect people to actually find that.
1: Yeah, I like for years I got stuck on that star.
0: Well, there's two up there, so I got 118. I was like, man, I, I, this is such a weird number to have.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, like it seems like you're supposed to use the the crazy box to like bounce up there, yeah, like, but, but it's not enough.
0: Yeah, it's not even close.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so... like
0: when I was younger, I
1: couldn't figure that out either, and then and then eventually, I
0: did. eventually you're like oh there's just a door here why what you're right <laughs> <laughs> give me like an arrow or something some kind of indicator yep um, oh man so is there anything else you'd like to talk about that you just ha- just haven't had a chance to talk about
1: um i'm sure there is but it's stuff i'll think of after i'm sure
0: yeah. Cause yeah. we've been going for almost like two hours now. This has been a long, Yeah,
1: I, I ramble a lot. So,
0: Oh, that's great. That's what the, <laughs> that's the whole point of podcast. Just rambling continuously.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you, this has been a lot of fun and it's great to talk to you. Uh, oh, yeah. I've got, you know, I, maybe I said this before, but just like so much, uh, you know, respect for the way that you've like, you've built this discord up into something that's really awesome. That's mm-hmm. a great place for, you know, you've got so many talented, creative people that are in this community. Oh Yeah. It's we can all come in here and be productive, and you know it's just it's it's not like toxic in any way. I mean, people have issues, but like it's just it's
0: significantly better than it used to be.
1: Yeah, it's just it's such a healthy place to be. I feel, and it's I'm so appreciative of it, of the work you've done, and all the other you know the more active moderators. (laughs) Yeah, us speaking
0: to each other as mods. Um.
1: (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a really cool community that's become and I hope that it can continue to to
0: To grow yeah
1: it's tough because you know we the work that we're doing is so difficult that there's like a barrier to entry Mm -hmm. and the people who are like who contribute the most are sort of you know they are not always consistently productive yeah so I feel like you know we haven't been able to be at the level of like you
0: know availability
1: popularity and productivity that we could be yeah but we're like we're always trending upward in that direction i think um and then this podcast is a big like step towards that i think <laughs> great thing just like going getting people here. more
0: interested yeah
1: yeah um and people are listening to
0: it so uh nice. big shout outs to all the listeners let's go listeners yeah you rock yeah all the people that contribute to you which you can i'm just saying it's a it's a wiki you should you definitely should you have so much stuff that's like oh man oh yeah here's this one random glitch i found and it just never documented yeah what if that glitch ends up being like you can beat the game in like negative two-way presses or something
1: (laughs) well it's funny because i always think like oh like i couldn't figure anything out like any use for this so like There's no point in like mentioning it to other people. And then Mm -hmm. when I finally get around to doing it, other people point out like stuff I miss like every single time. So there you go. (laughs) worth like remembering that.
0: Yeah. And documenting it before you forget it. Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. That, that was a pretty good episode of Cast, I would think. Yeah, uh, I hope so.
1: And uh thanks for your time. Um, yeah, okay,
0: thanks for your time. Thank yeah. you for being here. Uh this has been a, a great one, honestly. I learned I learned a bit, which is something that basically always happens and I love I love learning stuff about Mario sixty four every time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So this has been the special holiday episode of Yukiki Cast featuring what was it, Tyler Carnivore was the joke I said. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, I've been mm-hmm. 11059, your host. Uh, thanks to our guest, uh, Tyler Caney, for coming on and talking a lot about Mario. That was some fantastic talking. I, I enjoyed sure. it a lot. Uh, love chatting with you, man. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, not sure who's going to be on next time, but it'll be a fun time either way. I've been 11059, uh, and I'll okay. see you guys next time. Peace.